This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground, up and running, and sounding great. Professional podcast production at extremely affordable rates. Do yourself a favor if you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you don't really have a whole lot of time to manage the editing, the posting of the show, and making it sound as good as possible. Uh, go to prettyeasypodcast.com because they'll help you do it at a great rate, and it doesn't matter what your show's about. It could be a sports show, a food show, business. It could be a show about extremely rare birds. Doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com, and they'll help you get your show off the ground, up and running, and sounding great today. Whatever your passion is, Pretty Easy Podcast is ready to help you enjoy it even more. Everybody has a podcast these days, right? Get in on the fun and go to Pretty Easy Podcast dot com today or just email them to get started at pretty easy podcasts at gmail.com pretty easy podcast making podcasting uh well pretty easy this is the future this is not the past the new xfl will kick off in 2020 what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of May 5th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. Who needs two? This week, the XFL announced its ticket partner, and more coaches fill out their staffs. This is episode 67. I need tickets, and I need season tickets, Jake. So explain to me, what's this all about with this new this new partnership with the XFL and Elevate, their new business partner? What's this all about? Elevate Sports Ventures. Tell everyone about it. You know the whole deal. Uh, if I knew the whole deal, I would be wanting to wait, uh, you know, for a section of the program where it's appropriate to, uh, to explain the whole thing or even better yet, I just may ask questions. Smart. And that's what you're, (laughs) that's what you're going to get to do because I know you have a lot of questions about this news that came out this week. Yes. The XFL has, uh, really had its first, uh, business partner, uh, business deal come together with Elevate Sports Ventures. With the goal in mind for uh, they're going to focus on this ticket sales, Bryant, and it's going to be really a, a crucial part of growing each team in their local markets. We're going to break it all down later on during the hot hot read, but uh, very detailed, very business uh, side of things this week for for the main topic. But very interesting, I know to you and I especially. No, definitely, Alan, and and they're crossing. Uh, you know their their lists, they're, they're, and they're checking it twice. I guess they, they they have certain things on these lists, business operations that have to happen. That you know we might only care about what happens on the field uh, as a fan, but as a business, you got to care about things like this. And in this, I, I don't I don't know. I don't want to split hairs with you or anything like that. But I feel like their deal with Optimum Scouting was probably first way back when. Uh, but this one too is is just as important to for the better of the of the product. Yeah, this is their first business solutions partner, we'll call it, because Optimum is on the football side of things. This is a, a business. Okay. This is on the business side of things, and this is, uh, I would say, 
the most impressive thing the league has done thus far since uh, signing Bob Stoops to be the Dallas head coach. And, and we're going to get into why I think that and why this is an important part of the league uh, being a success in 2020. But the XFL has its first business solutions partner. We'll be getting into that. We'll be getting into some other little tidbits of news this week. But uh, we're coming off of the NFL draft. And after la- at the end of last week's show, we said we are going to be watching the end of the draft, watching the seventh round especially, watching what undrafted free agents are out there, and... Boom. Uh, it's over. It came. It went. The buildup was huge. The event was pretty big, too. But now there were some players that, well, they could uh, they, they could end up being in the XFL. And I marked down a few names from the late rounds and guys who weren't drafted that I'm going to give to you guys. And I know you've been waiting all week, Jake, with bated breath for my list of players to watch that could be future XFL players. Well, I I am. I missed. Uh, this is not the XFL episode this week, so uh, I don't know if anything's going to carry over from there. But yeah, who you got on your on your medium size board? Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> this is this is. I'll say yeah. This is a medium size board. All I did was circled names, and I, uh, really, they were guys I, I I know of or guys I've heard about, and guys I think would be interesting and 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 good young players in the XFL. Yeah, if if you will, Bryant, may I run down my list and steal Vince's gimmick here? Please. All right, except I do mine with music underneath me because it's cooler. <laughs> All right, the first the first player I'm going to give you to watch, defensive end Jonathan Ledbetter. He has a name that sounds like it's a Pearl Jam song, but he's actually a really good football player. Defensive end played at Georgia, killed it. In the in the uh, national semifinals in the in the national championship game for Georgia, uh, goes undrafted. Was signed by Miami as a UDFA, but uh, if he doesn't make a team, I think that'd be a great uh, that kind of player with the SEC background. High profile games would be cool to see in the XFL. Another undrafted player from the SEC as well, Nick Brosette. This is one of the all time. Louisiana high school football players and we know that Louisiana is a hotbed of great high school football talent and he signed with the New England Patriots as an undrafted free agent he's a LSU former LSU running back he replaced Leonard Fournette he uh or Darius Geis rather Nick Brosette would be a, a pretty solid addition to the XFL we'll see how he does trying to make an NFL squad another one Santos Ramirez Jake do you like freakishly large cornerbacks who are way too big to play the position corners you're saying yes yeah 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 anybody that looks like they don't belong in that position but excel always makes for good television oh and santos (laughs) santos ramirez excelled six foot two i'll call it six foot two and a half uh was a captain for the arkansas razorbacks he signed as a udfa with the jets and here's one of my favorite stories that he went undrafted, but Gerald Willis, this dude's like 25 or 26, I want to say. He's been playing college football since 2014. He was a Miami defensive tackle. He signed as a UDFA with Baltimore. If he doesn't make it into the NFL, uh, he's a very productive big man that the XFL, I'm sure, will take a look at. And then some guys who were drafted to keep an eye on. Uh, Pac-12, Bryant, I don't know if you've heard of a Miles Gaskin, the running back from Washington. I mean, a little dude who could just pretty much do anything you ask him in the backfield, catch it, balanced runner, seventh-round pick by the Dolphins. 
another Georgia Bulldog, Terry Godwin, a seventh round pick by the Carolina Panthers. He's kind of like, I don't know, I think he's actually going to make it and stay in the NFL because he's the kind of receiver who doesn't do anything great, but does everything pretty solid and coming from the same school as Heinz Ward. Uh, that's a you know pretty good formula for success. Six round pick to the Jaguars. My last one I'll give you to watch. He's that quarterback with the mustache, Gardner Minshew. I'm rooting hard for him to not make it into the NFL because he's just a fun dude and I would love to see him in an XFL uniform. Those are the names I circled. The first, at, Coming out for the weekend, right as soon as I saw the undrafted free agents start signing onto teams, Jake. So you're rooting against some of these guys just to see them in the XFL, is that right? Yeah, I mean, that's is that selfish of me because I'm rooting against their I, NFL I, dream? A, a little bit. I, I think it's fair to say. Okay, well, right. good luck to them, but I, they, they'd be great in the XFL as well. Well, I think it goes back to the make the minimum in the NFL and sit on the bench or try to get some reps in the XFL. Um, some of these players uh, are going to have that opportunity, and if they shine in, in, in you know, during training camp, then the NFL has no shot. But if they're those borderline players, come on down. Well, I mean, you, you also this is why I think on the 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 player the NFLPA side of things, they don't really they're not into this, but I guarantee you. General managers and team presidents and coaches in the NFL, when they have to cut guys after camp like Nick Brosette or or Terry Godwin, uh, they're going to say, damn, I wish I had a way I could still see his tape uh, over the next year and so he could get some reps uh, You know, while he's out there. Maybe we'll bring him back because they can't now. But now these guys have the opportunity to go do that and put some game tape out there hopefully sign with the XFL. Uh, we'll see. A lot of these guys I named today, I, I would bet on them actually making the NFL because they're very good players, a lot of them SEC players. Um, before we get into the cover too, Brian, I know that you on this week's This Is Not The XFL Show, our Patreon-exclusive show where we talk NFL, college football, CFL, and everything else football, uh, you said you had a really uh, good tie-in between the disaster that is the AAF and the XFL to bring up on this show this week. Yeah, Alan, thank you for allowing me to have a floor here. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about what the uh, what's going on with the AAF. Alan, you brought it up. We we talked about it on This Is Not The XFL Show uh, just you know this week. And then go over to our Patreon and you can have an opportunity to go and listen to that. But uh, the AAF's original investor, uh, he goes by the name... Um, Reggie Fowler. Thank you. Reggie Fowler was arrested on multiple <laughs> counts of fraud. I think bank fraud it was. Um, j- just different white collar crimes. It was the looking at seven worst, years. Worst of all, lying. And 70. 70. 70. Yes, yeah, 70 yeah. years, Jake. And worst oh, Jake, of you, all, know, you haven't heard this. Yeah. Worst <laughs> of all, true. worst of all, he lied and said he was in the Little League World Series, which I just found oh, egregious. Yeah, <laughs> It, it's it's like one thing to lie that you're older old enough to you know too old to be in the Little League World Series, but to say you were in it and never that's just repulsive. But um, this this came out what this week, Alan, and it goes back and I think they said in December he stopped funding the league. Was it was it was it December? Yeah, the money my, stopped. My... The money stopped coming in in December, and even before the league launched. And that's where they started scrambling to, you know, the rumor that they tried to pitch a, a 
joint venture with the XFL. And then there's the, you know, they brought in Tom Dundon into that league and then they, you know, they folded. But yeah, that a lot of issues because of the initial top investor was just not a stable guy. Right. And, and we went deep into this conversation on our This Is Not The XFL show. But the piece that I wanted to talk about was the fact that Charlie Ebersol never secured the financing, right? That was the problem. He he secured an investor, but never secured the financing, the actual money in a AAF established bank account. And we all talked about, maybe it was a few weeks back now, that Vince McMahon sold, I think it was close to $240 million worth of WWE stock, basically bringing the total up to $400 million. And we questioned why at that moment, why did he do that? Is the XFL hemorrhaging through money? And I think it's plain and simple is that everyone said we need the money to be in an account. It, it looks better for the league. I think this news was probably um, sniffed around by the XFL, what was going on, what was happening. And they wanted to get ahead of it. They wanted to make sure that the funding for the XFL was an established bank account for the XFL and not in somebody's pocket, giving it to you a little at a time. So you're saying that they got, you know, they got cash money in hand instead of just IOUs that are probably good for yeah, I think there was never any doubt that Vince McMahon was going to continue to fund this league. That was never the problem. But to uh, spring players, to fans of spring football that are going to hear these types of announcements where the, the money was never given, it was always like, can I, you know, it was Charlie Ebersaw asking people for his, his weekly allowance, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's why the XFL decided to sell all their stock and actually um, – uh, or not the XFL, excuse me, Vince McMahon decided to sell the stock and actually give the money to the XFL rather than just feed them slowly. Yeah, it's, you know, actual money that's actual there, whereas uh, Charlie Ebersault was kind of selling a fantasy. And uh, what, what the XFL is doing is very real. And also, uh, when we talk about the business partnership with Elevate, it doesn't get any really. This is full on, I mean, this is league building. This is stuff we did not hear about with the AAF that we're going to talk about uh, during this week's hot read, but you're right on the money there, Brian. That is the, not a real the, business. The, yeah, the financing <laughs> is there for the XFL. Was not for the AAF, and naturally the comparisons are going to be made, at least uh, for a while since the collapse of that league is so fresh on everyone's mind. But I think uh, once the XFL starts setting itself apart from it and, and in real ways, you know, with uh, the television deal that they announce and and the business partnerships, the AAF comparisons will go away real fast, I have a feeling. Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just taking a second to tell you about our Patreon, which goes a long way in helping us do this show and a ton of other bonus content that you get when you give to our Patreon. We're doing some awesome stuff there right now, this past week. So much, maybe our biggest week ever in terms of the amount of content we did. We did April's bonus show, which was all about the goals of the XFL. We did our weekly This Is Not The XFL show, and this past week was all about recapping the NFL draft. We've got a lot of college football previews coming up soon. It's going to be wild throughout the summer doing that fun show. Coming soon, you will have an opportunity to listen to live broadcasts of This Is The XFL Show. You also get, on certain tiers, the chance to be on the show. So go check it out. It's This Is The XFL Show's Patreon page at patreon.com slash thisisthexflshow. 
But with the AAF ugliness out of the way, are you guys ready for the cover two? Let's go for the lead. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. Playing the cover two and we're playing with, well, we're going to actually have three today. One's a bonus. But first up, <laughs> uh, we're going to go with uh, uh, assumed higher here by the league. Uh, according to Matthew Fairburn of The Athletic, who covers the Buffalo Bills, reported this week that pro scout for the Bills, Gerald Dixon, will be leaving the organization to join the XFL, presumably presumably under his former boss, Doug Whaley, the current head of XFL football operations. So another hire to football ops for the XFL. And uh, as football freaks, I get the most excited for people who get hired in that department because those... I I really feel like this is this is going to be for right now at this moment this is the toughest job anybody in the league has uh these guys have to wisely choose the way they're going to innovate this game they're very much you know creating the content that's going to be displayed in 2020 so they're bringing on another member of the staff another familiar face it looks like in Gerald Dixon who worked under Doug Whaley Yeah I mean I think the biggest thing again is just that they're luring people away from the establishment that is the National Football League. Uh, Buffalo Bills, you know, while only making the playoffs, I don't know what one time in the past. Uh, I don't, it, it's, it feels like 25 years. It's probably not that long, but uh, still a franchise that packs them in the stadium and, you know, has, uh, has a good bit of credibility, I would say, despite their record. Uh, you know, again, Vince McMahon, Oliver Luck, the XFL, they're very credible if they're able to take people away from uh, these types of positions. You know, if I, if I was, I mean, this is not hard to see. I mean, if I was going to tell you, Jake, you're a scout for some team. Hey, do you want to keep being a scout there? Or do you want to come here and create a league? I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty exciting opportunity. If you're, if you really think about it and we don't know the pay here for this individual, for Gerald Dixon, uh, or really what his role with the XFL is going to be from this report from Matthew Fairburn. But someone, like you said, someone leaving the NFL for the XFL just looks great in terms of optics. But I got to think as a, as a, someone who's a football nerd, we talked to Doug Whaley, the things those guys are getting to do, Brian, it, it is, it's gotta be alluring to someone uh, who has any kind of opportunity to go help them do what they're doing. Yeah, I don't remember the quote exactly, but Doug Whaley was saying how, you know, very rarely in the, in your lifespan do you get to do what they're doing. They they are creating a league from the ground up. And and this is just another example of someone who's probably a team scout can now become a eight team scout most likely and and help um create something that's that's from the ground and, and that has look and looks like it has some stability. So um it's an interesting, you know, departure from from the Buffalo Bills. You we don't see many I almost want to say that is this the first departure from an NFL to like higher to to the XFL? Mm. Might have to get checked. I'm I'm gonna one. I'm gonna say I'm since nothing's coming to my mind immediately. This could be our first our first uh, discussion about someone being I guess stolen from the NFL to jump to the XFL. Um, yeah. We've got, you know, coordinators have been hired on some teams and and none of them have left NFL jobs yet. They've left college jobs or CFL jobs. 
Yeah, so this might be the first one we'd have to get, we have to go back and check that. But but it sounds like it is, and regardless whether it is the first one or not, it's another one at least. And and that's good on the XFL. They're they are starting to convince people that this is for real, and the opportunity is not just uh, something for one season, but there's actually some stability behind getting a job with the XFL. Do you think this is just a mole for Goodell? <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> let's let's save that, Jake. And why don't we, maybe we should give you a spinoff show called XFL Conspiracies, and that'll be on the Patreon. And then oh, Brian and I could run that really well. You two <laughs> could get out the black helicopters and, and and maybe do the whole show in the voice of Jesse the Body Ventura, and you could talk all the conspiracies like that you want. Uh, we need to move on here on the cover two because we've got the biggest day of the ro- on the road to 2020 that there ever will be. The moment we've all been waiting for, the the biggest announcement that the XFL could ever make, the most important hire, the biggest day in league history, if you ask me. It's going to be on May 7th, this coming Tuesday, in the afternoon from Los Angeles, California. When the head coach and general manager of XFL LA is announced. Woo! I can't wait. We're finally getting <laughs> our coach, Bryant. It's it's been man, since 2001, I've been waiting for this moment. A new coach uh in LA for the XFL. This is gonna be great. Uh who is it gonna be? This is bugging me. This is more than this is bugging me more than any other coach that I don't know who this is gonna be. But come Tuesday, we'll find out, and and this is just the first step to a championship, if you ask me. Do we know where this is taking place at? Is it like a big high-rise or Staples Center or something? <laughs> as of this uh, live, yeah, yeah, as of this live on, on tape recording of the show, Jake, um, we do not. The XFL has only uh, let us know, media members uh, know, I guess, but not officially with the you know the normal details. That we get so that we've gotten for the other coaching announcements, it just said heads up basically, and also the YouTube stream is already out. So you could go sit there and just sit on YouTube for a few days, wait for it, like I'm going to, because I won't be able to make it to LA. But Brian, I know you're, it's, it might be tough for you, but we're going to be urging you over the next few days to go and represent us. And uh, if you don't, I'll be very sad, but I guess I'll understand because it is like your <laughs> wedding week and all, whatever. <laughs> I am scratching. I am clawing. I'm trying to find a way. Uh, I'll hitchhike if I have to, but I don't know if that's going to be the issue. Uh, it's hard, but don't get me wrong. Regardless of whether I'm present or not, it's it's going to be a huge announcement. I'm going to be watching it, whether in live or in person, um, because you know, very few of us on the show, well, I say few of us, half of us, but two of us on the show have an actual fan stake in this entire thing, at least from the get-go. Uh, Alan, you know, having this coaching announcement is actually, it's, it's, I'm curious. I'm just so curious. There's so many curiosities around here um, about who this is going to be and, and why they choose him. Do you remember who the original XFL LA extreme head coach was? Jim, was it Jim something or L? It was like, yep. Al, 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 it was with an L, wasn't it? Like Al, yes, Luganville. Let's see how was I going to remember that? Al Luganville, and it's not going to be him. That's one of my official guesses for this coming Tuesday. What do you have a final guess of who this coach general manager manager is going to be? Um, 
I want to say Jamora Jr., but I just that, that's just, that just setting me up to be dis- just so say it. disappointed. I, I'll say it because I'm hoping. How about that? I'm Jim gonna Moore. go. I'm going Jim Hazlitt. I think this is the job he's gonna get. There's only two left. There's the Houston and well, LA. We all know Jim. that Jeff Fisher's getting Houston. <laughs> <laughs> he has. He has said on Barstool he's talked to them now. So I mean, on Barstool Radio, I believe um, that's the Have word you seen out what you there. Do to get on Barstool. Barstool. People will oh, do anything to get on Barstool. I mean, they but they get great guests too, and they get and they break news sometimes. Uh, you, you got sometimes you got to respect the brand as silly as sometimes they are. God knows we are sometimes. Jake, what's your final guess for the XFL LA head coach general oh, manager? It's, it's too difficult. I, I'm going to take the you know if we're going to go versus uh, Al Larroquette versus the field. I'm taking the field. Al Luganville? <laughs> or, or what, what was his last name? Started Al Luganville. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the field. That's well, I who mean, are some of the other not... names we had talked about? We'd have to go back and listen to what the, about Tommy Maddox? But... <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think he's, he's very happy in the position that he has now. I, he's he is having a good time, I think, at his hometown. Uh, coaching baseball, high school baseball. Um, this is crazy. I mean, this there's only been, what, one other coach uh, hired that we had no idea about, and now this one, Bryant? Or was it – was New York and St. Louis completely in the dark with no, and with I no reports? Say, and and, um, and so was uh, Tampa Bay. We didn't know no. until about a day or two before. We didn't know about. Oh well, yeah, um, I mean a day or two. We we still. That's what I'm saying. Know. We we knew about a day before for all three of these coaches. The last three, anyway, of when they were hired. I don't like it. Someone someone reported early, so we know and we can talk <laughs> about it right now. No, it's fine. I'm anticipating it, and uh, that's going to be Tuesday afternoon. Um, biggest day in XFL history for us XFL LA fans, but. Uh, for all of you uh, other XFL uh, fans, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a coaching hire, which is big, even though it might not be your team. But uh, there's only two left, and these jobs are filling up. And as a bonus for our cover, too, uh, the staffs of these uh, teams are, are filling up because another coordinator was hired. XFL Seattle on Twitter reported that Jim Zorn is hiring Clayton Lopez as his defensive coordinator for XFL Seattle. Clayton Lopez has bounced around from teams like Seattle and Oakland, St. Louis, and Detroit in the NFL since 1999, and he was mostly an assistant uh, or a position coach, and he was most recently in the NFL in 2013 with the Oakland Raiders. So a defensive coordinator hired there in Seattle, and uh, we've got him in Tampa. We've got him in Seattle now. I believe Bob Stoops brought one in that we talked about, so... These coaches are slowly but surely putting their their teams together, um, and they got the leg up. I feel it's, it's, L.A. and Houston. Don't be surprised. I'm going to say now if those are the two teams with with bad records because their coaches get a late start. Bryant, if they're filling out their staffs, yeah, it seems like they're getting a late start. But according to Oliver Luck, uh, those coaches were present in Austin, so it's just oh, a matter oh, of oh. actually announcing it and and. and and they've been around. So, but in regards to Clayton Lopez, you know, it's 
it's it's another coach you know that that has the the reputation of you know being a defensive backs coach or a or assistant you know coach some sort of uh, assistant or whatnot. another guy getting his first crack at, at a coordinator job in the league. Yeah, which is cool how, you to know, see. just how yeah, just how some of the coordinators are getting. You know, all these lifelong coordinators were getting their first time or first crack at uh, at a head coach, like Pep Hamilton, for instance. This is just another assistant coach that's been out of the league for a little bit. I'm sure he hasn't been out of football, and he's just getting a, his, his crack at being a, a defensive coordinator. You're never really out of football, are you? Never. You can't be. <laughs> I mean, it's impossible. Unless you're the AF. Oh, come oh, on. That's a low blow. <laughs> Would you oh, stop? My, God. my goodness. We are committed to a long-term vision. <laughs> if you've been listening to This Is The XFL Show for a while, by now you know that we do another podcast on professional wrestling. And it's called Brain Buster Radio, and it's available wherever you get your podcast gimmicks this week. On Brainbuster Radio, we dive deeper into the abyss that are the conspiracies behind the Firefly Funhouse. Plus, Impact Wrestling had a pay-per-view, and one of us actually watched it. And you won't want to miss what they're angry about on the internet this week. It's Brainbuster Radio, promoting the power of pro wrestling with positivity since 2012. Catch it at BrainbusterRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now and become a Brainiac. All right, with that, with that, just terribly unnecessary low blow. Uh, let's let's switch it to this week's hot read. Blue fifty eight, blue fifty eight, go. Hey, Rick Flair, Rick Flair. Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, Buster, Buster, Tiger. I think he's got a hound too, Rodney. I think. The XFL has its first official business solutions partner. And in a corporate speak for you there, Jake, that basically means they have they have help now in the marketing and sales department. Elevate Sports Ventures which is a company that's run by 49ers president Al Guido, uh, who, side note, had an insightful interview uh, on Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I definitely recommend listening to that. Al Guido talks all about the partnership between Elevate and the XFL in great detail. and We'll be reacting to a lot of what he said right now. And to lay it out for you, what Elevate Sports Ventures does they are, this is from the XFL's official announcement of the partnership. Elevate Sports Ventures is a best-in-class sports and entertainment consulting firm providing proven innovative solutions to organizations across the global sports and entertainment landscape. Elevate taps into the extensive resources, relationships, and expertise of, of, it, of its partners to innovate and execute comprehensive strategies and solutions. There's a bunch of other things said there, but what you have to have to know is that the partners of Elevate are are companies like Live Nation, Ticketmaster, and other NHL and NBA owners. They have ties to the sports and entertainment business that are very crucial to success for 
an upstart company like the XFL. So the translation of all that is that Elevate is is being brought on by the XFL because of these crucial business relationships they already have. So now the XFL has those relationships, most notably Ticketmaster and Live Nation. And Elevate is going to hire around 80 executives to the eight markets in the XFL. And they're going to be boots on the ground people who will work with team presidents and create smart ways to grow the teams in those markets. And if you ask me, guys, the selling of the XFL so far to the public has had a lot of the same language we heard when the AAF came out of nowhere and started their league way too early, where they use words like innovative, reimagine, interactive. But while saying all that stuff might sound like they're selling wolf tickets, business partnerships like this with Elevate Sports Ventures, I think, prove that the XFL is for real, making an actual effort to innovate, reimagine, and be interactive. This is a huge partnership for the league to get season tickets off the ground and to get the markets excited in different ways uh, for all eight teams. Uh, yeah. Jake, Jake, can I just, in layman's yeah. terms real quick for, for everybody, the, the XFL got a partner that has one heck of a Rolodex. Let's put it yes. that <laughs> Yes. Right, my Jake, mission. are you with me now? <laughs> You're speaking my language. Yeah, okay, I, 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 I was concerned. First of all, I didn't even know that they owned Ticketmaster, but I, I was concerned that I was well, not roll- not own it. They are in partnership with Ticketmaster. Oh, in partnership. Okay. I, I was just concerned because I didn't know why you needed to hire someone to sell your tickets. I thought that's what these other outlets did. Um, but I mean, from what you're saying, it sounds like they're almost going to be taking on some responsibilities of the team presidents. They will be working in tandem with the team presidents. The team presidents will uh, take strategies from Elevate. They will take their own strategies. They'll coordinate with the executives that Elevate uh, hires and places into the markets. And then they're going to work all together to put some butts in seats and get fans in L.A., Dallas, Houston, and all the other XFL cities excited to go watch the XFL. And apparently they're going to have some innovative season ticket strategies as well. It's an interesting partnership because, you know, Elevate uh, Sports is, is, you know, basically world-renowned at this point. And, and they have innovative ways of, of marketing and, and, and selling tickets. The one thing I take out of this too, Alan, is you're saying that, or is this you or is this them that's saying that 80 executives to eight markets? Is that a translation on their part? That's uh, actually t- taken from Al Guido said that in his uh, interviews he's done since the announcement. Um, he said they're going to hire over 75 executives. They're going to be local uh, people who are going to be working in the markets uh, the whole they kind of laid it all out in terms of the structure but but what it means is that elevate is kind of being tasked uh, with you know hiring the right people in the markets themselves these aren't going to be people who are going to be coming from San Francisco and and then going into the cities they're going to be trying to hire local talented executives yeah it's, it's important to get people who know how the market works right you, you, you don't um, just want to bring someone in from an, from an outside source that doesn't understand how the LA market works or or how the St. Louis market works. Um, local is is smart when it comes to marketing, 
and actually on our Patreon we discussed this as one of the goals, right, Alan? We won't go too dive, you know, into it, but if our bonus episode for April basically covered the goals for the XFL, and this was one of them: marketing, marketing, marketing. You got to make sure that you market these teams for success, all eight of them, not just one, not just two, because if two do it, you're you're failing. You got to get all eight teams and all eight communities involved. So they're not going to hire someone from the inner city of Boston to go down to Houston and try to relate with the public. Probably not, Jake. <laughs> and and if I, it'd be a hell of a conversation. Do you find yeah. it, do you find it a good coincidence that on our our special bonus show on the Patreon this week, I brought this very topic up, and then they go ahead and announce this part. I had no prior knowledge. I swear. <laughs> Um, Miss Cleo is making a return. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, you'll understand it if you actually listen to the show on Patreon. Uh, but uh, this is this is so big for the XFL, and I, we can't stress this enough uh, how big this is for the XFL because it's someone. It's it, it, it's just it's hard to keep saying the same phrase, right? The XFL, if they weren't taken seriously before, they're going to be taken seriously now. I don't know what more they can do to show that they're not just here for for a one and done type of thing. They're, they're here for the long haul. They invested what is a two year contract, Alan, into this. Yeah, this is a two year uh, contract. And this is the thing, by the way, if anyone now ever comes up to me and says, oh, the XFL, they're going to be like the AAF. There's nothing different. I'm going to point right to, I'm going to point to this because the AAF did nothing like this, Brian. Absolutely nothing like this when it comes to the business set. This is an actual plan and, and you're working with elite, elite sports business people in terms of ticket sales here now you know you guys want me to stop bashing the AAF but you throw me questions like this it's like a softball come on man they wanted to just you know they had no money they had no time they had no plan they had no strategy this is everything the XFL is doing this is Eric Bischoff's plan on how to take down Vince McMahon he just does everything the opposite if you do everything the opposite the AAF did you're pretty much going to succeed, and that's what the AA, the XFL is doing. They're, they're establishing <laughs> cool. these partnerships with scouts, with with local team biz, you know, uh, team presidents, local, you know, elevate sports is going to bring in eighty executives, executives um, to help market these teams. We talk about Rolodexes, talk about email lists that probably already exist under Elevate Sports. Well, and There's also so much let, the let me get, let me get into the the goal of the partnership as stated by the XFL because this goes into. The partnership you with Elevate, you get Live Nation and Ticketmaster because it is data driven. Uh, I mean, which is how things are being done now in the in the sports business world. I mean, everything's all about data and being able to reach a maximum amount of users, as they'll call them. But this is what the XFL stated: the use of data driven sales and digital marketing strategies and applications. Uh, Elevate will manage the day to day ticket sales effort. In each of the XFL's eight markets, working closely with each team president and supplementing the skills of the team business operations group at the XFL League office in Stamford. They're going to take all the data that, that comes with all these different partnerships, throw them into a pot and get people out to the stadiums. And when you have Live Nation Ticketmaster on board, they're talking about the, the biggest ticket sellers in, in the country. So... That is, this is where the big boys play, Jake. Yeah, and it sounds like a plan. You know, it's all good on paper. We'll have to see how it uh, how it translates to the real world. But again, you know, another thing we were talking about on that special 
uh, Patreon exclusive episode that we recorded this week is, you know, making the stadiums look full, making it look good on television and talking about how these big NFL stadiums and select markets, you know, you may only be aiming for 50%, but it's, you know, it may take everything that you've got and all the resources you have just to put 50% uh, uh, you know, a butts in that stadium at least. And it, it sounds like, uh, again, if this thing fails, uh, first of all, if it fails, Vince McMahon is, you know, he, he does not like to take no for an answer. But if this thing fails, I don't know what else they could have done better. Exactly. They're checking all yeah. the boxes. Like, it's it wouldn't be for lack of trying and preparation. Because it, it's all going into it. And with a move like this, the the partnership with elevate sports ventures the xfl has all of its ducks in a row when it comes to figuring out ways they can get season ticket holders and get people out to the stadiums i can't wait to see what these season ticket holder uh strategies are apparently they're really harping on these bryant and i want to know what kind of incentives and what kind of cool uh stuff you'll get if you are an xfl season ticket holder and which you might be able to be one living in la well, if you think about why, you know, some of the incentives, uh, uh, I believe uh, Vince is one. I used to be a season ticket holder of the Rams. Uh, you get incentives. You get asked if you want to come to to, to uh, certain gatherings, certain shows, discounts off other shows in the same arenas being held. Um, those type of incentives sometimes drive, you know, traffic. If you're a season ticket holder and they tell you, hey, you know, buy these five games and we'll throw in a, a LA Galaxy game or something like that. Why, would you do it? Would you not? I mean, those are little things that, that help. Um, regardless, if you're just being notified that if, if at the very least all they do is notify uh, season ticket holders of possible incentives, I mean, that, that's enough. And, and and I leave it into the hands of of, um, of, uh, of Elevate Sports to do all this, obviously, and so do the XFL. But I'm sure there's plenty of plans in place to make sure that ticket sales are up and just interaction, fan interaction is up because not everybody's going to go to the stadiums all the time. Uh, you got to get people to watch the TV, uh, to watch the games too. Side note from the Bloomberg interview that Al Guido did, who's the head of Elevate, uh, he talked about the XFL reimagining the game and was asked about biometrics of players being available to fans during games and. He said it could definitely. He said it's definitely on the table as part of the televised product. I don't know how much say or insight Al Guido has into that because that kind of that doesn't really fall into the marketing side, which is what he's becoming a part of. But uh, I'm guessing from what he's been told that that's still on the table, and that's something that we've talked about is uh, the biometrics of players being part of the broadcast would be really cool, but also it's kind of invasive of the players. Um, I don't know for what it's worth there, Jake. Uh, I don't, I take that with a grain of salt, but I still hope I get to know heart rates and, uh, and how much a man is sweating live as I'm watching him play football. That would be very yeah. cool. Yeah. I think we did talk a little bit about that last week or maybe, uh, maybe two weeks ago. I, I don't know if more, you know, are more people going to watch the game because of that or watch the game longer? I, I personally don't don't think so. But, you know, it's still something that is on the table, I guess. But it could, it it could have a lot to do with, with bet, like we've talked about, betting, uh, fantasy play, things like that. It could even help the coaches whether or not to put a player in or not. That, there's a lot that goes into these biometrics. Uh, I feel like 
they're dangling this carrot in front of you, Alan. I don't think it's going to happen. They're not going to let you take a bite out of it, at least not in year one. Yeah, it's, it's, I think you're right. I think it's too uh, much of a privacy issue to make that kind of information public uh, during a broadcast. We know NFL teams are prob- are already using that kind of information. Al Guido even mentioned that, how his 49ers and NFL teams will use that stuff. But to make it available to fans would be really cool because imagine, uh, you know, knowing the heart rate of a quarterback as he's, you know, leading a two-minute drill like like Bryant does. Like, what if we do Bryant's heart rate when he's doing the no huddle on this is not the XFL show every week, Jake? Oh, I would I, love to do that. We don't need the biometric. We all know he's blowed off. <laughs> is, is, there, is, there, is there only room for three numbers or is there four numbers on that heart rate? <laughs> well, there it is. The XFL's first Brian, big business solutions <laughs> partnership with Elevate Sports Ventures. And uh, more more partnerships to come, but I don't know if it gets any bigger than that. That is, uh, you're now now you are working with Ticketmaster. You're working with other NBA and NHL owners. An NFL team president runs that the company. I there's even rumors that uh, some of the NFL teams that share t- uh, stadium with the XFL because of this partnership now, guys, possibly will help promote and market. The XFL teams that play in those stadiums, talking to Tampa and MetLife Stadium. Well, if you're going to get a little bit more money in your pocket for helping the XFL by the like, if the stadium says, "Hey, uh, I'll throw you an extra percentage if you help me get these people in for the XFL," would you do it? I would say you do it. You have posters in your stadium and whatnot. I don't know what the NFL rules are against all that, but um, at some point, these business, the, you know, the NFL teams are businesses, and they're going to want to make more money if they can. You have to. You always have to put any kind of uh, personal issue, or maybe you, maybe you're not into. Maybe you had a bad taste in your mouth from the original XFL. Put it all aside because it might make you money. And the XFL looks like they're setting themselves up to make some money. Um, I gotta get. I gotta get going and watch the uh, seventh round of the CFL draft, guys. So, do you have anything There's left? Seven rounds of that. Yeah, yeah. It's currently in the seventh round right now. Alan, you mentioned that this is one of the bigger partnerships they're going to have. I agree with you in terms of tickets and stuff like that. But, man, that television one, you're going to look for the the uh, the equivalent, I would assume, on your TV deal. Someone who's going to help you grow, not just someone who's going to put your games on television. You're right. You want to get more out of your uh, TV deal than them just, you know, having your games. You yeah, want yeah, them yeah. To, they, they want you to – you want them to promote you. Yeah, I know. You want them to <laughs> have – TV shows, you know, talking about your games throughout the week. Hopefully that TV deal, which is coming in the next 90 days or so, or within the next 90 days, is uh, equally as exciting of a partnership as this Elevate Sports Ventures partnership is for the XFL. Jake, you got anything? Uh, how are the Tiger Cats doing for the draft class this year? Oh, you're a Tiger Cats fan, man? Ew. I, I just want to know how they're doing. Well, they're, they're, they're scooping up some good old linemen. I'll tell you that much. I'm really I'm I'm paying close attention, paying close attention to my Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and also really I'm mostly just scouting for uh, names that I recognize and possible XFL talent down the future because it's all about the talent first and foremost, the players, and those are coming in just you know in like in four and a half five months from now we're gonna know the players of the XFL. That's the ultimate news news break the players in the league and that's 
four and a half to five months away. Get the countdown clock ready. Do you really think we're that far from signing the first player? The first player, no, but, you know, the draft oh, and all yeah. in October. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, the quality sure. of the play. You know. <laughs> all right. got to change well, it to it's the quality of everything. That's what it really is. The quality still, of the business plan, the quality of the tickets, the quality of the players, the quality of everything. Good I'm job, still on the hunt for a good, crisp football drop from Oliver Luck, but we might just have to get that from him next time he's on the show, which hopefully will be soon. For Jake, for Bryant, I'm Alan. Please, please make sure you're following us on social media at XFL Show. That's everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're there talking XFL with you, uh, helping you on this road to 2020. Stay focused and fired up for spring football because it is getting close. Before you know it, we'll be kicking off in 2020. We'll be back next week with a completely 100% free episode of This Is The XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.